Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former Carroll football player and Hall of Fame member and football coach Casey Glenn. How are you doing today? <laughs> Mitch, thanks so much, man. I'm, uh, I'm happy and excited to join you today. Oh, I'm happy you're coming on, too. I mean, I could have made your introduction probably like 10 minutes long, but <laughs> decided to make it that. short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh... <laughs> so... What got you to really love football when you were growing up? Wow, that's a that's a great question. So to start us off, um, football's always been a part of my life. Um, there's a, a picture behind my desk here that I'll show you. That, that's Marty Morningweg, who of course was you know a, a coaching great, and my father. And I'm I'm uh, about three years old, dropping back to pass with Marty. So, you know, I, I grew up around the game, grew up in the, in the, you know, in the football world. And I actually remember uh, kids nowadays will go, they won't, they won't be able to believe this, but I remember real to real film where my dad would put up on the wall, different uh, pieces of tape with plays written on them. And he would slice the film, put tape on it and have me go put this under, you know, 34 and 35 or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, z- z- zone pass or man pass <laughs> anyway so I grew up in a in a, a football world with my dad Joe who was uh, ended up um being the head football coach of Montana uh, was an offensive coordinator there in the early 80s so I grew up in Missoula until I was about eight and then he left for northern Colorado um and ended up being the head coach there and had immense success uh and really I just grew up around the game and so um that's, I mean, really, I don't, I don't even remember it being a choice. I just, I just, it was part of my blood and I, I loved every, uh, every meeting I could sit in on and everything I could soak in. And um, the game has given way more to me than I've given it to, you know, given uh, to it. So football has been a great gift. Oh, that's so awesome. So then you played your college ball at Carroll during their heyday of championship runs and just being amazing and really putting NAIA football on the map. So how cool is it to be a part of that? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, again, I think one of the things I've learned from both my parents, Joe and Michelle is um, just surround yourself with good people. And um, I had redshirted and played, I was probably like the eighth lineman in Northern Colorado. Uh, that would have been in 99 and Mike Van Deest, um, called me when my dad took the job at the University of Montana, the head coaching job. And I was a ring bearer in Mike's wedding. Um, he's been like a uncle, brother, uh, coach, father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he served a number of, uh, number of roles in, in my life and my family's life. But um, heck, we even went to Disney. We went to Disneyland when I was like 
seven years old, I went with Mike and Heidi and my parents. They went, we all went to Disneyland together. I think Mike and Heidi took me to, to Star Wars uh, in the movie theater. So, I mean, I'm dating. Wow. No, I, maybe, maybe it was one of the later ones. I don't think it, the original was like the year I was born. But I remember, uh, remember them taking me to movies and babysitting me and teaching me how to ski. Heidi taught me how to ski. So um, they, they've been like family in Augie and V. Van Deese. Uh, were like grandparents to me. So um, I, I knew I wasn't going to stay in Northern Colorado for a couple different reasons, but um, Mike called me that night when he had heard and he said, can you, now can you come to Carroll? And, uh, it, you know, I kind of sight unseen, uh, took a little bit of a leap of faith based upon my relationship with Mike and their family. And uh, gosh, it was one of the best choices I've ever made. That's awesome. So now you're a part of the Carroll Hall of Fame what did it mean to be inducted into the hall of fame for that, for your sure. Yeah. Uh, our 2000, university. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our 2002 team, um, when I, when I got to Carroll, I think they were maybe 500, uh, at best the year before and came in with Mike's, um, uh, first recruiting class. And that, that is also attributed to, um, well, not at that time, but you know, Nick Howlett and Jim Hogan, those three were the, um, the father, son, and the Holy Spirit of Carroll football, as is we call them, the Holy, the Holy Trinity of Carroll football. Uh, but um, yeah, so it, 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 mean, it means the world to me. Uh, super lucky to, to be able to uh, come in at, at a time where really it was, it was certainly on the rise. And, you know, my, my first year I, I, I played, I think, I think Hoagie, pulled me from the Southern Oregon game because I was getting my ass kicked. But other, <laughs> other than that, uh, had a great run there with uh, J.D. Emmert, uh, you know, the famous Tyler Emmert's uh, older brother, who's now in Bozeman, I believe. And, um, and all kinds of guys, Brandon Braxton, Jason Gillum, um, you know, uh, just uh, there were, you know, Justin Thomas, you see, I mean, the, the, keep going on and on and on. Joe Horn, who's, probably one of the best and toughest football players I've ever seen through all my years. So came into a great, um, really a great situation. And we won in spades. Uh, we're really close. Our so my sophomore and junior year lost to Georgetown in the semis both years at their place. And then finally got him uh, in the national championship. Um, my senior year, our senior year. And uh, so being able to be the first one to do it, uh, being a part of that was certainly a, a great experience and um, just again surrounding yourself with so many great people you know, we, we accomplished some pretty fantastic things yeah that's awesome you know one funny thing about coach van Deese that I've learned from doing this podcast is he didn't just recruit football players I mean obviously they played football but he recruited Casey Fitzsimmons from a basketball game and then he recruited um, another player from a hockey game, I believe it was. <laughs> well, athletes are athletes for sure. And I, I mean, <laughs> you see all the guys who get drafted, you know, from, uh, from schools where they, they were great high school basketball players and were, uh, you know, even better power forwards in college, but, you know, it's a better fit in the, in the league. So I, I think it, it plays, you know, I, I encourage, I, I have a, a beautiful wife, Shannon Glenn, and, and we have two uh, fantastic kids who play multiple sports, Reagan and Donovan. And uh, I think I think multi-sport players, it's, it's harder and harder every year. But um, 
I, I just think it, it does your, your mind and body well to, to not focus on just one sport, um, to be able to bend and be in athletic positions and move and play, you know, baseball and basketball and football, which is what I did. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly important um, that we can, you know, continue to, to push multi-sport uh, athletes. For sure. So I know you grew up in a family of coaching. Did you growing up on the sidelines with your dad kind of push you to want to be a coach as well? Yeah, I just didn't know much better, right? I mean, it's it's every, it's it's everything I wanted uh, for a long, long time, uh, and just it didn't really feel like work to me. Um, you know, I would uh, I would roll with my dad to the office again, and you know, I mean, I would sit in on meetings, and and really, um, it was it's hard to be a coach's uh, you know a coach's kid. Um, not a lot of time, so that was really the only time I had around him, to be honest with you. So. Um, it was a, it was a great experience. You know, my, my coaching, obviously, um, I was working for a law firm, Browning, Calzac, Varian, Hoven in Helena. And I was working, I worked in the state legislature for them, had an internship and went good. And, you know, I was actually considering law school. Um, and I, after my, my legislative, uh, job there, I decided that politics and, uh, uh, you know, the legal world was probably not for me. And so, I got my first job with Larry Lewis. Uh, Mike Bresky helped me with Larry Lewis at Idaho State. Uh, I was a tight end coach and I painted the fields and helped out in the uh, equipment room a little bit, try to try to make make kids meet, brought the equipment out. Anyway, um, we had a great season. I, I coached uh, a, a guy, you know, the name of Jared Allen, uh, who yes. ended up being uh, the Buck Buchanan Award winner for the you know defensive player of the year in the in one double A. And, um, I actually talked coach Lewis into letting him play uh, goal line tight end. I think he had three touchdown catches that year, two against, uh, Cal Poly, I believe. Anyway, uh, so we, we had a great experience there. And I finally, I got a, that very next year I coached at a camp and got a full-time job at university of South Dakota I was an O-line coach there. And, you know, it's funny how good coaches become when you have really good kids. I mean, you know, he's pretty, who are, who are easy to coach and who listen. <clears throat> That's exactly what happened in South Dakota. We I walk in there and we have a, a guy, uh, Stefan, uh, who, Stefan Logan, who played in the NFL and the CFL for years as a running back and returner. And we had a bunch of really uh, tough offensive linemen. And we, we led Division II in offense and in scoring. And um, I spoke at the convention. Uh, like I knew something, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, met Bob Stoops and Kevin Wilson, who's now the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, but got a got a chance from them. I flew down to Oklahoma and and uh, you know went to Bob's house and met met with them. And they asked me some football questions, and we had a, you know a good time. And I got a job at Oklahoma. It was just kind of out of the blue. And my my poor wife Shannon the whole time was, you know. Uh, having to pack up the house every year. <laughs> I'll see you in Norman, Oklahoma in three months, baby. <laughs> I didn't oh, go. Anyway, but after that, yeah, um, had a good experience there and then went to Wyoming, got fired uh, on a staff with my father and I'm in sales. So that's kind of the lineage. Bro, that's awesome. So you've been at a lot of different levels. I mean, you've been with Carol playing, obviously, then South Dakota, 
at the FCS level and even as big as Wyoming and Oklahoma at the FBS level, what are the differences you've seen at those different levels? Uh, speed and depth really is, are the things that, that I, I think are the biggest, the biggest difference. Um, the speed of the game is especially in some really, you know, in like the big 12 at Oklahoma at Alabama yeah. and Florida. I mean, there, there are some guys who can really set themselves apart due to just flat speed. And then, you know, your backups are normally as, just as talented as your starters. And that's just really not the case at any smaller school. Mm -hmm. um, it may be a little bit better in one double A because they have scholarships as well, but um, you know, it, especially coaching offensive line, um, if you, you know, if you're coaching at Carroll or you're coaching at uh, Idaho State or South Dakota um, or Northern Colorado, a guy gets hurt and, and you may have a sixth or a seventh guy, but after that, you really have to <laughs> kind of cover some guys and, <laughs> and make sure that they're not at the point of attack and, you know, some other things like that. But uh, certainly, I think, again, speed and depth. For sure. No, I mean, I know from being a Bobcat fan, there's a lot of, you know, maybe right tackles play left tackles, guards play tackles. Sometimes it's like, oh, I hope no one gets injured. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Who is, so, who is are, are, are you, are you, would you consider yourself a cat or a grizz? I, I didn't ask you that before. I'm a Bobcat. My dad went there. My brother's going there right now. <laughs> like it. All right. They yeah. Were pretty, they were pretty good this year, weren't they? They were, they were. Grizz were good too. They had an unfortunate road in the playoffs. I would not wish that road on anybody. <laughs> Tough. Tough. Yeah, for sure. So you in, excuse me, during your time at Oklahoma, you coached in probably one of the most memorable games in college football history with <laughs> Oklahoma versus Boise State that put Boise State on the map, sadly, for your side. But what was that game like to coach in? Well, given the fact that I live in Boise now, it's, it makes it makes it a little bit more, even more interesting. I got to I got to eat crow on the golf course quite a bit. I, I saw, you know, I, I, mean, I see, you know, ex football players out there all the time. Uh, <laughs> have, have some, you know, uh, have some friends who are on that on that team now. And uh, you know what? The, the entire week or uh, weeks of prep before Boise, the Boise game at Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, where they beat us with a bunch of, you know, uh, great plays at the end. I really knew that they were a lot better than our, our, our players were giving them credit for. And mm. um, I, was I surprised? Absolutely. Because it took a, a string of absolutely amazing plays that, you know, but, you know, it's, it's hard to beat a team that just will sit there and not just won't lose. They, yeah. just, they sit there and keep making, keep making plays, you know? So right. um, I was, uh, after the game, I, I do believe I was kind of shaking my head and smiling. Uh, so uh, kudos to them, obviously. That was, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I love Pete too. I mean, they, you know, they have a great, a great staff. They've always had great coaches and um, I, I was actually, you know, at the end of the day, probably pretty happy for them. Yeah, and now you live there, so you really kind of have to like, <laughs> eh, yeah, I'm not too disappointed. <laughs> Good answer, right? Right. Yeah. So, 
you've obviously, I mean, the Fiesta Bowl is a big bowl, and you've just been able to coach in some big games. What are those atmospheres like? Sure. I mean, you know, um, I, I think about the bowl games where we played. We played Oregon in the um, Holiday Bowl and, and got them. And then we, you know, obviously playing in that Fiesta Bowl was big. Um, the Texas-Oklahoma game is, is always a blast, yeah. the Red River shootout. Um, when you're heading in on the buses to the Red River shootout, one side is all Texas and the other is all Oklahoma. And so the Oklahoma buses, you got women lifting up their shirts and you got guys waving their hats and, you know, the band is playing. And the other side, people are throwing hot dogs at you and they're, oh, they're you know, their cups full of ice and flipping you off and mooning you <laughs> So it's, it, it, it is a spectacle. Um, but, uh, you know, at Wyoming, we beat Tennessee at Tennessee, which was, wow. um, well, we got fired about a month later, so it doesn't matter. But, um, but uh, we, uh, that, that was a, a great experience just because it was such an underdog uh, situation. And with 110,000 people going completely silent uh, when you're a little <laughs> Wyoming, it, it feels pretty good. No, that's that's awesome. So you've had the opportunity to coach two of probably the best players that I can think of. Well, actually three, but you didn't directly coach one. But Jared Allen and then um, Trent Williams, who is the current best left tackle in the league, undisputed. How cool was that to be able to see them do so well at the next level? Well, I, I, Jared, not really. I, I begged for him to be a goal line tight end, <laughs> you know, so he had like two plays, you know, but, uh, He'll you know, Trent, a little bit. <laughs> uh, Trent Williams, who, as you mentioned, is, uh, he just signed a wonderful contract. So happy for him. Um, I, I sent him a, a, a text with money signs and some emojis and kind of messed with him <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, we ended up talking and he was super excited. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, Trent was a kid out of Longview, Texas, who uh, I kind of helped recruit. His dad was an amazing boxer um, in like this, I think like the 70s, a little bit older parents or 70s or 80s. And uh, his mom ran track. And anyway, um, super athletic kid. Uh, and we, when we recruited him, um, he immediately became one of the best players on the, on the entire team. So, I mean, just a phenomenal athlete and you know had a chance to be around him as a freshman in fact one of my funny funny story about Kevin Wilson who's kind of tough he's you know a little cantankerous is a good word but um I was coaching uh Trent up on a play and he goes Casey just shut up just let him just let him do his thing <laughs> it's like don't don't coach don't overcoach him you know let him run off the ball and kill people so anyway yeah, Trent was a great player. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So what have you taken away from each place that you coach that now you're using in your life as a um, sales, VP of sales? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I love hiring athletes um, for a lot of reasons, but um, I, I think one thing that continues is just, again, continue to um, put, you know, put yourself around good people and be able to, to lean on, on good folks and be able to, you know, trust them to give you the, you know, give you the feedback that you need to be successful and, and learn from your mistakes. Um, 
and that that's a lot what sports gives us. And, um, you know, really, I think two of the things that I always talk about and, and I did as a football coach and I do with my, my sales team now is, you know, control the things you can control. And the two most important are attitude and effort. If you can come every day with lunch pail mentality, have a great attitude, uh, put forth proper effort to, um, and, and be, you know, obviously that comes with organization and all those things, but, you know, put forward the, the attitude and effort needed. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to lose. Definitely. And one thing that you told me while we were talking yesterday is you're now coaching your son's little league team. How cool is that to be able to now coach him? Well, Coach Joe Glenn, when we got fired at Wyoming, I, I told him that I was going to get out of get out of coaching, get into into business. And he said, well, go coach your own. Um, and I remember when he said it, and I, I've done exactly that. There has not been a, a team that Donovan has been on that I have not coached. So that, that's football, uh, baseball, and basketball. So, I, you know, I, I, I remain um, very involved and, and love that part of our lives right now. And, um, I think he hit he hit just at 500 this year. Uh, just been roping the ball. And wow! So yeah, it's uh, it's something I could never do is hit the ball well. So <laughs> it's fun to watch. That's awesome. So do you think he's got a future in uh, baseball or football or basketball? Oh, I, I don't I don't know if he has a future in anything. He's he'll be no he'll be fine. Um, you know I, I would love him to play football or baseball. I think. Yeah. Um, baseball would be just fine with me. You know, all these, you know, that's another conversation, but all the, all the, you know, concussions and, and, and head issues, obviously they're always kind of a concern and they still are. Um, and we, and we're as safe as possible, but, um, certainly he loves competing and you know, he's been around his entire life. Just like I was. No, for sure. So another thing, and probably my last question here is, uh, how I got to you is Rob Brown with Big Sky Customs. Yes. So how did you get in touch with him and what did he make for you? Yeah. So my my mother-in-law, Judy Devine out of Missoula, Montana. Um, she is the the owner and CEO of the Morgan Lens. Um, and lives in she's a very successful businesswoman, lives in Missoula, Montana. And um for Christmas one year, she had uh, Casey Glenn replica, uh, little, little figurines made for each of my kids. <laughs> and so it was, it's pretty good. My son actually has one is kind of like a, a rush looking type, uh, stance. The other one's offensive line. My, my son has a little Peyton Manning statue where I'm blocking myself. He has that up in his room. So I think it worked out. All right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But Rob, no, Rob, Rob does. Rob does a fantastic job. And, you know, and I, I, I think that um, it, that's such a great commemorative, you know, a, a nice memory. It details down to the gloves that I wore. Um, I had a, a, a scar, you know, and, and I, I had blood always coming down my nose. And he, he put that in there. I mean, it was. Oh, my gosh. He, I guess he asked for pictures and, and very as detailed as you could even you could ever imagine. So uh, kudos to Rob. And. And certainly a, a great Montanan there. Oh, for sure. No, I mean, he does great work and he's helped me a ton get people like you on my podcast. So yeah. I'm thankful to him for that. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. Uh, good. We have a good friendship now. We're, we'll be able to, you know, we'll stay in touch and 
it's been great chatting with you and uh, certainly even better meeting you here the last couple of days. Yes, for sure. And if you're ever in Billings or I'm ever in Boise, let's look each other up and you got a spot together. You got a spot here. Yeah. And I'll, and I will be in Billings. I have to, I have to go out, um, out into rural Montana. So I'm, I'm I'll definitely find it. Billings. We'll, we'll have dinner. All right, cool. Well, Hey Casey, thanks so much for your time tonight. And it was great to actually speak to you face to face. Yeah, it was. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate you, man. All right. Have a great rest of your night.